This is the Leaside Lives podcast. I'm Jordan. You're listening to episode number 10. My guest this morning is Karen Edwards, professional cycling photographer from Cork. Karen, good morning. I know you've just returned from a cycle. It's perhaps no surprise that cycling is such a big part of your life, given you hail from Bantir, which is an area that is home to many great Irish cyclists, including the likes of Eddie Dunbar, Paddy O'Brien, your uncle Mick Cahill as well. Morning, Jordan. Yeah, had to take advantage of the good weather. Uh, yeah, um, my uncle was a, a great Irish rider, won the, you know, came second in the Ross back in 1970. So I would have followed him around with my family, um, supporting that races. So I suppose the love of racing started from there. I was always fascinated with um, just the whole kind of arena, the colours, the spectacle of the race. It was, it just fascinated me. Yeah. Yeah, they were right hard, men. I suppose back then, um, like, you know, the bicycles wouldn't have been the way that they were now and uh, travelling to races did it on their own. So, yeah, um, I can, like I have memories of watching him and I suppose the suffering and what they endured. And yeah, so obviously that lent to the start of uh, my passion for cycling. Yeah, it's a great sport, really tough sport as well. And your background is in art and design and fashion I think and what led you then to to photographing cycling when was the the opportunity or the breakthrough for you Karen? Yeah I did art and design in college so the arty side was always uh, there um, and I took like I always I suppose I always cycled but never on a racer so um, my sons actually raced um for a while and I kind of um when they were younger in their teens and I thought you know why don't I start training and maybe go into racing no don't even go there I was not good I was terrible I got dropped but you know what when I did it I thought it gave me actually another perspective to what the riders go through um like the suffering the training endured the long winters, I actually went out and trained with Eddie Dunbar, would you believe? Oh, my God, mm. what a killer. What a killer to train with him. But, you know, I think that actually that background definitely helped me see more into what was involved in racing. Um, so what actually happened then was uh, I got sick. I couldn't train. This is how the camera came about. I got sick, couldn't train, and um, I had broken out in this kind of uh, rash down the side of my face. They thought it was shingles. They couldn't get to the end of it. So it said to me, stop training. It kind of depressed me a bit. So what I went and did was bought my first camera. Never had done photography before. Went off and bought my first camera. Took myself on a mountain where this race was happening, um, down towards Limerick and started shooting uh racing and it was when i got home and i started looking through the pictures and posting them on social media it was just overwhelming people like the riders coming back saying oh my god you really captured the race your your images are different um you know you can really see what we're going through and everything and that for me then i was kind of like Oh my God, you know, it was it was a great feeling to actually know that I'd, I suppose, touched people, touched a nerve, um, an emotion in people, that I was catching the real race. And you can see 
I suppose your experience in art and design now in your work today as well, can't you? That's what probably makes your photos stand out from your your traditional sports photographers or other cycling photographers, would you say? I suppose people like to describe my images as being uh, punchy, um, emotional. They see more to it than just, um, it's not just about the riders, it's everything. Like when I go to a race, I go there early. And I'm standing back and I'm taking in everything around me. There's a whole story to be built. The fans are amazing. The teams, the team bosses, what's going on behind the background, the mechanics. Um, it's all about building up a relationship. And I suppose I do have my own style. Uh, obviously, when I edit, I'm editing through Lightroom. Um, I have built up my own style over the years. I would like to think it's punchy. It's real. Um yeah, I suppose there is an artist, obviously an arty side to it that uh, yeah, I'm capturing, but uh, that definitely helps. But yeah, I like my images to be of the moment as well. I don't want everything perfect. Like, you know, some photographers go in there and they don't want things in the background. They just want the cyclist or the rider. But I want the whole grit. I want the dirt. I want the sweat. I want the fans falling in in the background you know even hands it's just to get that um excitement of the race the passion of the race really yes absolutely and i think you mentioned first of all you started out like photographing races from the from the hillsides and that uh it kind of took on another level then when you got on the motorbike didn't it karen I, that started actually here in Ireland, um, down at a race called the Shore Valley Tree Day. Um, the guys down there had, uh, you know, they'd asked me, will I do the race down there? And um, they said, look, we're going to get you a motorbike. So with that, I've never been on a motorbike before now. Take this, you know, um, and I took notice. They gave me the helmet. I hopped on the motorbike. And it was it was fine. Um, I suppose my only worry is when you're on a motorbike, and this would always be my worry, are the riders, the safety of the riders. But I think the key thing is when you get on a motorbike is that you trust that motorpilot, that you know that he's good, he knows the race, he has to know the riders, the way they move in and out, because, I mean, there are sudden movements. And there are rules as well, because you'd have the commissaires telling you to get out of the way, you know, um, that you're not going to be drafting riders. There's there's loads of rules. There's loads of things to be learned from it. But yeah, the motorbike, I took to it. It was just like being home. That's the way I would describe it. And for me, being on the motorbike, you're in the race and you're actually capturing what's going on, the tactics, you know, all the playing going around between the riders, the teams, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's definitely the best seat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're just capturing everything. I do, I love it, I have to say, yeah. I think you have about 36,000 followers on Instagram, though. That's where people can check out your work if they're not familiar with it. You've also produced a couple of wonderful publications, Karen, and uh, I have one here. It's uh, God's Rockstars and the Cobbles, a magnificent publication. Uh, this is one you would have released uh, in recent times. Talk to me about the idea behind that. So God's Rockstars and the Cobbles, the first time I went into pro cycling was 2016, I suppose, uh, for serious, you know, you know, going in and I started working with Bora Argon at the time, they're Bora Hansgrow now, uh, which I did work with them for a year. And what I noticed about being in pro cycling at the races was 
there are iconic writers there. And to me, like when you're in Belgium, they are looked like they are like gods. I'm talking about Bonin, Gilbert, Greg Van Avermaet. They are like Sip Van Mark. They are like God. They treat them, the writers, they just look up to them, they idolize them. So that's how the gods kind of came about um, that. And then rock stars, you have Peter Sagan. I mean, there is no other word to describe him. When he arrives on, I mean, to see the kids and people, you know, swarm around him, it's like being at a rock concert. Um, yeah, and then the cobbles, that's my love for the cobbles. I absolutely love the classics. There is nothing like them. Um, there is nothing like Belgium. It's just amazing. Um, so that's how God's rock stars in the cobbles day actual um title came on somebody said to me they thought it was fair cheesy when I came up with it and I thought no I'm sticking with this you know this is this is how I feel I see the fans this is the way they feel so um that was my title and then I suppose the whole idea about God's rock stars and cobble is looking at it from nearly a kid's you know like I see kids at the races and it's just the way that they look at so innocently and I suppose I'm going back to the time that I would have watched my uncle race as well the way you would see the race so the book is I suppose my influences there would be Marvel comics you can see that with the red and black and the yellow obviously and um, I wanted it to be punchy again um, and it definitely appeals to even the older like you know older fans because I think it brings them right back. It brings them right back to being that small fan and watching your heroes at races. I think that was a whole concept. And as you can see as well, I do have the tarot poster at the back. And I've had people say to me, they don't want to tear out the poster. They want to keep it. It's like, it's nearly like a treasure. Do you know when you get a magazine when you were, you, you were like a teenager and you did not want to tear out that poster and you were like saying, will I, won't I, will I? And some do and they frame it. I suppose um, it's a whole fun thing about the book. I didn't want it to be serious. Like there are so many serious books there. I wanted this to be fun. I wanted the book even, you know, take the race, the book to the race, have it autographed, you know, in the blank spaces, do what you want to do with it. And yeah, it definitely seems to have um, worked. Um, like people see the way that I poured my own passion into the book because, um, yeah, I would say like it's, you know, all the images are dedicated to the fans, really, you know, but like the writers have bought the book as well. So and that's amazing. Philip Gilbert has the book. You know, that's pretty special. I mean, to see him with it, um, he's in the book, obviously, and he, he his win at Ron Day 2017, that was godlike. I mean, it was amazing. Um, yeah, so hopefully that comes across in the book, what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Oh, I really love it. And um, I know people around the world have been ordering it during lockdown as well to keep them going. So it's God's Rock Stairs and the Cobbles by Karen Edwards. And um, it focuses on three of the cobble classics of 2017, Paris-Roubaix, Rondé van Vlaanderen and the Umlop Het Newsblad as well. And it's really a magnificent publication. One, you can come back to time and time again. And it wasn't your first book, Karen, because before that you had the Chasing Races publication as well. And um one of the great images in that, I think, is Healy's Pass. Chasing Races was my first book, totally. I, I mean, I only uh, published about 100, and it was launched at um, 
an exhibition and a talk above with uh, Dan Martin and Dunboyne Castle, actually. And again, I was kind of gobsmacked the way they went. Like people went mad for them and they said, you know, would you do more or whatever? It was more or less that book really was my starting point. It was a portfolio of um, my images um, that I did myself again. Again, another risk, but it was definitely worth it uh, publishing it, yeah. And Karen, another project you've been involved in is called The Project with Nicholas Roach. Can you tell me more about that and what that involves? Um, so last year, Nicholas got in touch with me about this uh, sportive that he wanted to run. And, you know, there would be a night before it, an auction um, that he wanted to do for a charity. And it was Crumlin Hospital that we had done the auction for, which was absolutely fantastic. He had mentioned that there was... Um, some riders coming over, it didn't kind of disclose uh, too quickly, but he said to me, he said, who would you like to see at that sportif? Of course, at the top of my head, I mean, it's no, it's no uh, hiding matter, but Philip Gilbert, I mean, I just think he's an amazing rider. Um, I would have liked Bonin, obviously, as well. I mean, he's another favourite rider of mine. But I said, Philip Gilbert would be amazing to get him to Ireland. And um, I had mentioned, like, his own father, Stephen, and I had mentioned Kelly as well as other writers as well. Like we had a list, but I, I definitely had put like Gilbert at the top. So anyway, he came back to me and he goes, um, we have Gilbert coming. So I, I was here. Oh, my God. I said, this is just amazing. Philip Gilbert is coming to Ireland. So with that, I suppose we had um, we had very little time to promote it, but it was all kind of, I suppose, testing, see how it would go. Um but yeah, um, he had said to me, look, will you do the photography? We'll be auctioning off um, some stuff there for Crumlin. Uh, Gilbert will be there. And uh, it was October and it it really, really went well. Um, we're having it again this year. Um, it's a long, we're going to launch it, I think. What's going to, who's going to be coming? I think in, or, I think he already has mentioned some names that might be there. But um, uh, yeah, I'm in touch with Nicholas. There is another one in October, which I think is in good timing with COVID as well. I think like people will have this to look forward to. Um, yeah, and again, it'll be another auction for another charity. So that's brilliant when you know that you're raising money for charity through um, your own work. Yeah, and it's lovely. I absolutely love meeting the fans and seeing them get up close to riders. It's brilliant to get that close. I don't know how it's going to work with COVID-19 this year, how, yes. you know, the social distancing and everything. But I suppose with cycling, it is achievable. You know, you can, but I, yeah, I suppose they're all things that have to be taken into consideration going down the road. Um, even with racing, I mean, they're saying that season starting off in August, isn't it, with the tour this year? I don't know how it's going to all work. I mean, in my own head, I'm kind of going, how are they going to make it work? But I'm sure there are ways. You say, how is it going to have the same atmosphere? Obviously, it's not going to be totally the same. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's all for them to work out. Karen, you've covered the Tour de France as well. And that, whether you're into cycling or not, like that's the biggest event in the calendar for even the casual fan. Um, what was that like? Uh, the Tour is insane the tour yeah nobody can prepare you for the tour the tour because there are so many rules and regulations obviously because you have crowds and everything it is actually not an easy one to no i never 
never did that on the motorbike, drove around for that one myself. And um, I think every photographer that has covered it will tell you the same. It is not an easy one to cover. I remember there was one time I was trying to get to Mount Blanc before the race. And I actually got kicked off by the course by um, one of the organisers there. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, very hard because you have to be there like you have to go ahead of the race hours before, especially in the car and the motorbike it's much easier because you can jump ahead quickly when you're in a car driving yourself you have to get to the spots and you're given time limits that you have to be there so sometimes and people don't realize this is that you can only get the start and the finish in some of the stages because they're so fast because by the time you leave your destination and then because all the route is closed off, you're risking even stopping midway to lose the finish. It is really difficult if you're not on a motorbike. I did that driving um, and it was it was a nightmare. I can't say it was enjoyable. Um, but the most enjoyable bit is Champs-Élysées. Oh, my God. The atmosphere there for anybody that is going to go to the, you know, the end of the tour, like the Champs. Oh, it's stunning. The crowds, everything, the atmosphere, absolutely amazing. So, yeah, the tour, it's hard work, very hard work, yeah. I was lucky enough to be at the Champs-Élysées stage in 2018. Uh, the year Geraint Thomas won the tour, and, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's the most famous site in world sport, I think, really. Yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, it's. I think it's the whole history thing and everything, isn't it? And just seeing the riders come on to there and go over, you know, the, the Arc de Triomphe, it's just, it's iconic. It's iconic. Even the images there that I have from years ago, oh my God, like you just kind of go, oh, that, you know, it really happened. It's, it's stunning, yeah. So human emotion as well is is evident throughout your work, Karen. And I think there was an image of Nicky Terpstra and his partner as well when he won one of the classics a couple of years ago. That was must have been another favourite of yours, I think. Oh, there's a story behind that, actually. There's a story behind that. So anyway, I get to the end. Um, yeah, I'm taking the photographs. I move. Now, at the finish line, it's, oh, it's a nightmare. Like, you have about... 40 photographers and they're all fighting position of course I'm tiny I'm a tiny little thing so I always managed to squeeze my way under and uh, get the the photographs uh, I made my way under photo photographers pushed my way out um, it's like a, a rugby tackle at times uh, you know at the uh, around that but pushed my way up and with that I got the photograph I could see actually before before Nikki came in, I could see her to the side of me and I could see her hands up to her face. Didn't realize it was uh, his partner, his wife at the time. But I could just I just knew by the gist. I kept watching her, kept watching her. And I said, this is the image to get now once he comes over the line. So he came over the line. I could see her rushing to him straight away and her arm. I went behind rather than being in front of Nikki, getting Nikki. I came behind to get her expression. Um, and funnily enough, she messaged me afterwards, put it up on Twitter. She absolutely loved the image. I sent the image to her. Um, and with that, with, it just shows you how mad it is behind the line. When I went to step back, there was cars coming behind me. And I actually felt a car go over my boot at the back. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my foot here, you know. And um, 
it was one of the cars that had gone over the back heel. I said, thanks for the God, I was wearing my biker boots at the time, the big biker boots. But it's it's mad. It's mad at the finish. People, again, they don't see all that, the pushing, the shoving, what you have to do to get those images. Like that was, um, yeah, so there, there's a story behind that. Yeah. Is the cycling, we'll say that the professional cycling photography landscape, is that very much male dominated, Karen? And how did you find that? Like, were you, were you welcomed to the scene? Um, yes, it is very male dominated. Um, and even before I went into it, um, like, I suppose you had people say, you know, I had one person that actually said to me, there's no point going into this male dominated. It's going to be fierce. It's going to be, um, there's, it's highly competitive. Um, yeah. And you do like there now most are very welcoming. And I suppose I, I have a great relationship with the, uh, motor pilots there. Um, especially in Belgium, there's a good ring of us there that all get on, but there is, it is highly competitive. Um, and you need to know to fight your position as well. That's like, as I said to you, even, you know, in situations like that with winner, you have to fight your position and you will get pushed out the way. There's plenty of times I got pushed out the way. But um, yeah, I think I just, how would I say it? I don't mind that. I'll go in like when I want something, I will go in and I'll get that image. I, I, I don't care. I don't care if the man is six foot, if he weighs whatever, 15 stone, I'm going in and I'm getting my picture. That's the way I work, you know. Um, and I love it. I just love, I suppose, um, maybe I just love the the fight for my my shot as well. Maybe that's part of it, you know. Um, and I'm determined as well to bring back those images for the fans. And it, there, there's nothing like it. Once you get those images, once you're editing those images at home and you see that it was worth that fight to get in there. Oh, that's, that's the best feeling. You say, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad that I went to that link to get that. You know, I'm glad that I, you know, did that mad position to get that image. Look the way it came out. That's the way I am, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a high off it, really, yeah. With the rest of the photographers, like, do you meet for a drink or a coffee after the race then in the evening? Uh, no, uh, definitely. You don't have time. Like, after a race... Basically, what you're doing is you're jumping off the motorbike. You get your, you know, straight in, and you're editing because when you're working for clients, they don't want the images in an hour. They want the images now. So you basically, what I do is the minute I get to the media room, I'm sorting out the best images, the iconic images from the race. I uh, break it down to about like you could have a thousand. Like from Ronde, I know that I had close to nineteen hundred from 1900 images so you're breaking down that to tell the story the best images that tell the story of the race and you're getting them over to the clients as quickly as possible like the editing takes ages but like I mean normally what I would do is like even sometimes you don't even have time to eat your dinner that's how bad it is um you'd be eating at 12 o'clock at night sometimes um yeah, it's 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 mad. It's not the way that people actually imagine it, that you're sitting down having great crack, you know, after about two hours of that. It's usually, even by the time, like, I fly home and that, you're so knackered, all you want to do is sleep. It's like a hangover, actually. I always call it the race hangover. You get home and you're knackered for two days because you've been going nonstop. You've been going on adrenaline for that one day. Um, yeah. 
So you can imagine what a tour is like. A tour, you're just like tired all the time, but it just kind of becomes part of it. You know, you get up, it's a routine, it becomes part of it. Yeah, and you do kind of get used to it, that tiredness. Is there a photo that you'd rank above them all as your number one photo, the best you've ever taken? Oh, God. Uh, Best image I've ever taken. I don't know. There's too many. There's too many that mean too much to me, I think. Um, I do love my portraits. I do. um, I love, like, there's even one photograph of Benna at the end of the La Velta. And I love um, Daniel Benatti. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, he was with uh, Tinkoff. um, And it was La Velta. But it's just... I love the way the sweat is pouring off him and the sheer exhaustion. You can see the weight that he's lost from the Velta. I love that image. I love the image of Philip Gilbert on Ronde 2017. I mean, that was just such an iconic. He was able to get off the bike and walk to the finish with the bike over yeah. his head like a trophy. I mean, oh, it, to, to actually see that. I, I kept thinking, I, like, I, mean, I nearly missed that finish. But to actually get there and get that image at that moment, it was just, oh, yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah. And to get all the atmosphere behind it, like that image, I have the fans just going wild in the background. Everybody wanted them to win, but it was it was getting close. We didn't know whether he'd make it or not. So that's another image for me as well. Yeah, there's loads of images. Um, there's another as well of Peter Sag in the black and white with the long hair. He's nearly Jesus, like I would describe him. Um, I love that image. That was an image that kind of went viral and got me well known as well, I suppose, in the pro cycling um, arena. But yeah, there's I, I can't pick out one, one in particular, but yeah, there's a few that I do like. Yeah, too many to mention. And I'm guessing like your favourite race is probably somewhere in Belgium, is it? I... <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have a bit of a soft spot for Belgium. Um, I think it's because it's like the home of cycling. Like in Belgium, cycling is like the GA here. Um, I, I, have you been to a race in Belgium, Jordan? I haven't been to a race in Belgium. I've been to the Tour de France, but I was lucky enough then to go to Amsterdam for a few days. I know in your book there's an image of you departing the train station, and I did pass through some cities in Belgium, you know, and it is a place I'd love to visit because it's the home of the cobbles, isn't it? Oh, my God. Like, like I stood... I stood amongst the fans there, and it's like a GA match. It's... oh. It's just the atmosphere, like you'd fall in love uh, with everything around you. They are so passionate about cycling. Um, they absolutely love it. They love the riders. They adore them. Um, and like to hear, like I was there on Bonin's last Ronde, I was in Antwerp, and to hear the crowds chant his name. Um, mm-hmm. like, and I stood alongside him, you know, while they did that that was amazing it was like it rings through your ears afterwards and then you're like buzzing because you're going on the motorbike then and you're going into this historic race and you're you feel like you know you owe it back to those people the belgians to you know give the best and i suppose i've always felt that way as well when i feel a little bit of a privilege when i work in belgium like it's just the history and everything behind it it's real hard cycling when you see those roads those cobbles that they race over and like they race over those like as if they're 
normal roads here. It just blows me away. Yeah, I absolutely love, I do love Belgium, yeah. And they've been very uh, welcoming of me and even supportive. Even the amount of books now in the last few days that I've gone to Belgium, it, I get actually emotional. And then when they send messages, you know, how would I say, you're, we want you back. Like I was getting messages last year because I had pulled back a little bit, as you know, from uh, pro cycling, but messages, why are you not here at uh, Rhonda? You need to be here. You belong here. When I hear that as, you know, an Irish uh, a girl, it just, uh, yeah, I get so emotional because I feel, you know, I wanted to give them so much because they gave me so much. They were so uh, giving to me the mo- from the motor pilots, the organizers of the races. They've been just amazing. Yeah, that must be special. And it's amazing, though, you're one of a number of Irish people to be, you know, have left their mark or leaving their mark on, on world cycling as well. You know, as a photographer, the riders, we know Kelly and Roach and even the young Cork lads coming through now, like Eddie Dunbar, Daryl Manny. And we've got Stephen Barrett, who you know well, working with AG Tour Le Mondial in a coaching role. So, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I always think with the Irish, we just have... Um we get on with things where, you know, everything is, as we say, it's grand. You get on with it. And I think they like that. I think they like our whole relaxed kind of, um, you know, and they can see that we are as passionate about cycling as well, which we are, the Irish. Unfortunately, it's not as, you know, uh, it's not, it'll never be GA level. But um, I do think with all the riders that we have come through, I mean, like Sir Sam Bennett, Ryan Mullen, you know, we've got Nicholas Roach as well. I mean, we're all, and I think we're just, we're friendly. We have a, a nice thing about us. We can go anywhere. We can hold our head high. The fans, the Irish fans are brilliant, you know, when they're abroad. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think that definitely the Irish definitely lends uh, a hand in uh, getting on with people around the world. There's no doubt about that. And you do cycle yourself, Karen, so I'm interested to find out prior to lockdown now, what would be your favourite route to cycle? Because you're, you're somewhat restricted now, I guess, but what's your favourite route to cycle in your own Cork, perhaps? Um, I'm just going to say this now. When I go out cycling, I go out to clear my head and just daydream and I'd be conjuring up ideas, you know, in my head. Um, I'm no way a pro. I go out... Um, I wouldn't train the way that I used to. Um, I'd go out towards, I, I'm Mallow based, so I would go out towards, uh, out towards Band here and beyond maybe Mill Street and that and loop back in. Um, I just do it to keep myself fit because I'm getting older and I do it for my head. And I just love it just to go out and just take in everything around me. And I always think as well, it just helps me kind of sort out things in my head, like even you know, my books, that was like, it's on rides like that, that I would come up with ideas. I'd be thinking in my head, how am I going to do this? Who do I need to, or just even clear my head of, um, you know, uh, troubles or whatever. I always think it's the best therapy going out on the bike, but I definitely am not, I am not fast and I am not a pro. Um, I tried to hang on to Eddie Dunbar's wheel uh, a few years ago. That was not easy. So no, um yeah i do it for complete pleasure i love i love going up my bike and i always think you know it's the same with the motorbike i there's something about it it just gives you a freedom it gives you a sense of um 
calm and peace and I just love that yeah and as well as cycling have you been reading or you know listening to podcasts or watching series during lockdown that you'd recommend yeah I have been watching series um I'm a bit yeah yeah I have been watching I watched the fall and I have watched a uh, line of duty I'm a bit into all that uh so it's detective kind of thing and what else have I been doing music as you know music I absolutely I've been actually delving in and finding more new music um because I really uh music behind images as well that definitely inspires me you know I might put on a tune and get inspiration you know I'd always do that even before races I'd have music on in my ears getting me uh, ready to get um, inspired in my images. Yeah, love. I could listen all day to music. I go out and I'll do the gardening. I'll cut the hedging and I'll have music in my ears. Um, just love it. And I love some of the new bands that are coming through as well. Um, like our own, the Fontaines DC. Absolutely mm. love them. They're amazing. Saw them live in Brixton back in February. And oh my God, they're just, they're such, so talented. I love watching the new Irish bands come through as well. Yeah. I'm really enjoying their stuff at the moment. Fontaine's DC, great band. And um, did you watch the series? Well, we're on series on Netflix there. Did you watch the Mavi Star series? I haven't watched that. Somebody uh, the other day actually um, had recommended it to me. Haven't watched it yet. Um, I did watch behind the scenes at, um, you know, the Rondé ones. I've been kind of reminiscing back uh you know um some of the races that i was at and even looking at those um that's what i've been doing as well but i will i must catch up now and must try and get that is it good it's really good i really enjoyed it so it's this it's um it's based on last season the mavi star team and you've got Valverde, you've got quintana and landa i suppose three leaders uh, you know vying for the same thing yeah there's great insight into how a cycling team works and um what it's like on race day and you know there's radios there's people hanging over the cars and things like that full of drama but it's it's definitely worth watching i enjoyed it yeah okay yeah i'll definitely uh i'll put that there in my list uh i'm not actually a massive um tv person i would say that i would listen to more music than that but i have been watching more series um since the COVID-19 thing definitely because you have more time to kind of um but I'm more an outdoor person I love being outdoors I'll actually even go out to the gardening I love cutting the hedging that sounds mad mm-hmm. now but yeah I am uh, I suppose I'm more physical I like being outside but with t- yeah I'll definitely catch up in the movie star thing I'll definitely have time for that when this eventually ends this lockdown and we're somewhat we're some bit back to normal cycling will be back will you be back on the motorbike in the in the peloton Karen it's hard to know with this year what's going to happen really um like i mean the schedule is put in place there for the racing um because i'm uh, because i work alone and have to organize so much myself i'm playing it by ear i'm playing it safely at the moment for this year to be honest with you i would have too much to lose um so i'm playing it by ear um, I'm definitely like I'm do, working with Nico as you know in October and there are a few races kind of happening around then so for me I'm going to play it safe this year um, unless something you know spectacular happens or comes up it, it might be a case of leaving it till next year uh, and I think this is the problem when you're when you're uh, working for yourself, it's a little bit more trickier. There's way more to organize. When you're with a team, there's not so much to uh, 
you know, you've less to uh, lose when you uh, go to a race. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll be playing it by ear for a while, Jordan, uh, safely. Would the Olympics next summer take your fancy in Japan? Uh, yeah, why not? I'll go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely would. Yeah, um, like that, I, you know, I've no problem going anywhere as long as... I suppose as long as the money is good and I get looked after and yeah, I'll go, I'll go where cycling is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So in your work, like what, what is it that makes you tick, I suppose every day when you're at the tour or at a classic, what motivates you most? Is it getting to the front of the bunch by, you know, nudging someone to get by them or? Um, what motivates me most? Um, I always want to get, you know, something that's um, iconic, iconic of the day. I want to get the image that will blow the fans away at the end of the day. I want, I want the fans to come back to me and go, "Oh my God, you nailed it, Karen. You, you know, um, oh this image, it just says, it says everything about the race. When you do that, and when you hear that, when you hear, you know, um." those comments back and even from the riders I've had like I've had riders message me afterwards I didn't realize that happened that's me I didn't know you were there when I took that image that for me that that is what I aim for in my race when I go into a race be it on the motorbike I did not know you were there that's what the riders would say that image is amazing I you know for me that's that is it that is nailing my work when you get those images um and that's the way i like to work i don't like to be seen i don't want to be in the way i nearly want to be a fly in the wall and that's always my goal and to uh bring the real the real images from the race they're my goals excellent stuff well on that note we'll we leave it there karen listen thanks a million for your time this morning uh you're most welcome thanks jordan we might see you in belgium sometime Oh, please, God. Yeah, that's definitely uh, on my to-do list, Belgium. Yeah, I would love to, to get there. And I'd love to get to the tour again. I got to the, the final stage, which is brilliant, but I'd love to get to the mountains some year now as well, you know. Definitely, yeah, definitely. There's nothing like it. And when you're standing there with the fans, uh, it's amazing, absolutely amazing, yeah. So that's it. If you'd like to check out some of Karen's work and see what her, her photography is all about, you can visit her Instagram page, Karen M. Edwards, or you can check out KarenEdwardsPhotography.com as well for more about her work and uh, her background and about her books as well, uh, which, as I said, are selling well during uh, lockdown. Karen, thanks a million and take care. Thanks a million, Jordan.